Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. We're going to jump into this word this morning. It's great to have all of you. Great to have those of you watching online today, those that will listen to it this week on a podcast. But we've been ministering over the last several weeks and again this morning. The prayer team's going to be here available. We're going to minister at the end. I've asked uh, Kristen and the worship team to do a song that I'm going to have you sit and listen to before I invite you and we open up for you to come and be ministered to today. But in the name of Jesus, there is power. There is victory in his name that lives in here. So the last couple of weeks, two weeks ago, I ministered on how will he not, how will Jesus, how will God, how will the Holy Spirit not do what they promised? It's impossible. Last week I preached out of the title, God can do anything but fail. And the reality of it is the kingdom of God is mighty and strong for those who are pressing in and seeking God with their whole heart. They will find him because Jesus will reveal himself through the Holy Spirit to every single person that is hungry for the things of God. Listen to me. I believe there are unbelievers that are hungry for God and they don't even know it. They're hungry for something. They're out there in the world trying to fill their mind, their soul, their bodies with everything the world has week in after week in after week in and they always wake up empty. They always wake up with a void inside of them because that no matter what they seek from the world, world. It will never satisfy the soul. There is something created in us. There is a void in us that can only be filled with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Healer, our Deliverer. He alone. And when we begin to hunger for Him, that's how most of you got saved was without even knowing it. There was something stirring inside of you. You were, you were empty, man. You had filled it with, with, with sexual immorality, with alcohol, with drugs, with everything the world has. And yet, there is always tomorrow morning. And you wake up and you're still empty. And there's still something missing in your life. And so Jesus was given to us by the Father. And today, I want to just minister out of three words. I might not get to the last one, but three words. The first one is engrafted. That's an interesting word. We don't use it a lot in our society. Matter of fact, when I was reading through all the different versions, I had to go all the way back to King Jimmy himself. Because all the rest of them had replaced the word engrafted with a different word. But uh, it's, it's a powerful word that we're going to look at in just a moment. The second one is to abide. Well, we don't use that word a lot either. Hey, have you been abiding today with your wife? With your family? You've been, you've been out abiding? And, uh, but, but it's a word that Jesus spoke. And, uh, and, and the third word is a word that he used when he used the word abide. He said, if, if, say if. Yes. It's a big old little word. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big word because if can either be positive or negative. You either are pressing in, wanting to abide, wanting to learn how to abide. Or you're on the outside proclaiming to be a Christian, but have no word of God in you. 
Hey, by the way, Wednesday night, family night here, wow, for all of you that couldn't make it Wednesday night, our man L. Clark brought a powerful word. I, I actually sat on the front row, took three pages of notes. It, it was a powerful word. He's going to wrap it up this Wednesday night. You guys need to, man, I'm just challenging you with all kinds of stuff. Come, come to prayer. Come to Wednesday night, family night. You need to be here. The Word of God's being taught, and nobody in here is so spiritual that you don't need more of the Word of God. Come on, so my daddy's talking this morning. Y'all the ones that prayed me back to life, so if you don't like it, here it is. Life's short. We don't have a lot of time. We need to be about the Father's business. You can go to three kids' games a week, but you can't make it to family night. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying. Wednesday night's powerful. It only lasts an hour. I mean, we worship, and bam. It's no, it's no foo-foo or anything. It's just straight the Word of God. And I encourage you to come and be a part of that. But L's going to be wrapping up three weeks this Wednesday, and it is powerful. All right. James chapter 1, verse 21 and verse 22 in the King James Version, says this. Wherefore, <laughs> no, it doesn't say that really. It says, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness. How much filthiness? All. And sup superfluity. How many of you use that word on a daily basis? I was like, wow, I don't even know if I ever read that word before. Superfluity of naughtiness. And receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to what? Save. Save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. There was a time in my life when I never missed church, but the word of God was not in me. Some of it has to do with the story and the word I shared last week. I'm not going to get back into that. But, but when you go to church, you hear the word, but you don't activate your faith with that word. You're simply a hearer, but not a doer. And hearing is not going to change your life. You got to put the practice of doing with hearing and that's what produces life. And it doesn't always come easy, does it? I mean, you get, you get in the Word of God, and, and guess what? Jesus loves you so much, you start reading, and you get convicted. I'm like, man, I just wanted to get my Bible reading in this morning. Why got to deal with all this conviction? You know why? Because He loves us so much that He brings the Word because the areas in our life that are weak, that are not yet where he wants us to be, and really where we want to be, his word that brings conviction in our life begins to work on us. And we go, ouch, oh, man. Because you're not going to activate that word as a doer without action. Which might mean, okay, let's just say this. You get in the Word and you start reading about, you know, reading the Word and, and your time in prayer. And you read over there where Jesus said to his disciples, I kept falling asleep. It's like, dudes, wake up. Yo, wake up. I'm hurting here. I'm burdened. I mean, these are the guys that have been walking with Jesus for three years and they can't stay awake. And he says, come on, guys, wake up. And he says to Peter, Peter. I already told you about the rooster. 
Now I'm telling you, if you don't wake up and pray when temptation comes, you're going to fail. Did Peter have to fail? Did Peter have to? That's a question. Answer. How do you know that? Because Jesus said it. He said, temptation's coming. If you don't want to give in to it, get up and pray. Jesus walked off and Peter went. (laughs) He fell back to sleep. And then he wakes up and whips out his sword and starts whipping ears off of the high priest's nephew or somebody. Jesus, Peter, Peter, Peter! Put the sword back in the sheep. That's, that's not the battle we're fighting. You know, what's so cool about that church in the Ukraine is they're not fighting with guns and ammunition. They're fighting in the spirit realm. You see those little old ladies, man, just praying? Every four hours going to the house of God to pray. They're not, they're not praying for themselves. If they were praying for themselves, they wouldn't be there. They'd already be heading across the country. But they're standing and fighting. Pa- Pastor, it didn't look like they were fighting me. They were doing like this and this and this and Bibles up. Yeah, that's called spiritual warfare. That's called fighting. That's called praying. That's called standing in the gap. That's called having the Word of God engrafted into your soul and heart and mind. In the ESV version, it says this, same verse, chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness. Al talked about this Wednesday night about how our flesh, you and me, our flesh, not those out there, okay, not those at the bar. We know they're already given, and we're talking about the church. We're talking about believers. And El said, it, it, it's tough to acknowledge the fact how weak your flesh is. Our flesh likes sin. Oh, pastor, no, not me. Okay, let me talk to your wife. <laughs> let me talk to your kids. Let me talk to those that work with you. No, our flesh is weak. Sometimes, how I many seriously, just acknowledge by the raising of your hand, sometimes your flesh is ugly. Let me see your hand. Okay. Lord, just save the rest of these. Your flesh is ugly, it's wicked. It desires to do wicked things. And you have to fight in the spirit realm. You, have, you guys remember I have this, uh, I've used it as an illustration a few times. Pastor Tad built it for me. That I have this, um, uh, what would you call it? Uh, what do you call it? It's, it's a Bible, but it's not, you know, it's just, it looks like a Bible. It says Holy Bible, big black thing in a, in a shape, and I got that big sword that goes in it, and every once in a while I'll bring that sword out and whip it out, and, and uh, we talk about the word of the, in the spirit and the sword of the Lord. The sword, the sword of the Lord is sharper than any other two-edged sword. You know, my grandkids and a bunch of your kids that think I'm their granddaddy uh, come into my office uh, most of the time without knocking. Doesn't matter if I'm in ministry. Boy, they just come busting in and, and, uh, and, and, and they just come in and they, they're always drawn to that sword. And I'm having to say, don't touch the sword. Don't touch the sword. Keep your hands off my sword. Why? Because that's a big old heavy sword and they can get hurt. 
But the sword of the Spirit is that sword that hurts your flesh. That ugly part. And when you get in the Word of God and you invite Holy Spirit, Lord, let your Word, let your Word work in me today. Let your, let your Word divide asunder between that which is right and that which is unright. That which is good and that which is evil. And hear me, you don't ever finish that race until you depart this world and enter into the presence of Jesus. Don't think because you've been walking with the Lord for 79 years. Your flesh is just desiring different things at 79. I'm certain. I'm not there yet. I, I, I just got my Medicare card this week. Come on, somebody. I got that red, blue, and white. I was like, when it came, it freaked me out. Now, I'd already gone through this with my wife, you know, a few days ago. And, uh, but, but all of a sudden, when it had my name on it, I was like, hold it. Mr. Brantley is my daddy, and he's already going to be with Jesus. I cannot be old enough to actually get one of these things, but I got it. And I want to tell you, the battles that I face today at 64 years and 11 months is not the same battles I faced at 20 or 25 or 40 or even 50 or even pre-cancer. But there's still battles, and they're still wicked, and they still rise up. One time when we were out in Little Rock, and I wasn't feeling really well, and I was treating my wife not Christian-like, not to the best of my covenant promise from 42 years ago, and she said, as she got up to take a walkabout, she said, you're mean. And I wasn't feeling good, and she understood all that, but, but I was snapping. Anybody ever snap? I was snapping. And, and she, she said, you're mean. And then she left. And then I started thinking about all the amazing things that my wife was doing for me. Oh, Lord Jesus. Conviction. I don't even know if Jesus showed up. I don't think he had to. I think it was just, you know, man, this woman is laying down her life for me. She drove me 15 hours from Florida to Little Rock, Arkansas. Snow and ice, cold. She's picking me up and helping me to get to the bathroom. She's running my bath water and taking off my socks. And I'm snapping. Mean. That's not what I wanted to be. And you say, well, pastor, you had a reason. No, we don't ever have a reason to be ugly. Because if we did, when she walked out, I wouldn't have been convicted. I would have said, get over it. Well, not close enough to her to, you know, get a response. The second word, abide. John chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus said, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Wow. Hear me this morning, church. There are many needs in this house. I'm going to talk about them in just a moment. And we don't get our needs answered just because we casually are about. Well, I'm here. It's church. Maybe I'll go up and get ministered to, or maybe I'll deal with this or that. 
He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. And listen to this. Here's God's promise. I said it last week. God can do anything but fail. Here's his promise. Ask what you will and it will be done unto you. I ran into someone this week, not a believer, actually a part of a, I'll just leave it at that, not a believer. And the person said to me, wow, I didn't know if you had died. You look great. And it was such an opportunity to honor Jesus Christ. He said, Weren't you told that you only were given a few months to live with treatment and, 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 and or without treatment? And, and, and if you did it, then maybe a year? And I said, yeah. He said, how long has it been? I said, 29 months. Who's counting? <laughs> Who's counting? But he started asking these questions. And it was just like I get to spoon feed him the goodness of God. I'm not looking like this, walking like this, talking like this out of my own ability. No, it's the goodness of God. His word doesn't fail. We ask and he answers. Whatever it is you desire in his kingdom, ask. And the promise is it will. Say that with me. It will be done. It will be done. You say, but pastor, I prayed so many times about so many things and I didn't get an answer. Don't stop praying. This morning, we're going to line this front again with those that stand in prayer in agreement with you. And if you still have a need in your life, whatever that need is, don't stop asking. Don't stop believing. Learn how to receive the prayer, the laying on of hands. The word says, if any, if any sick among you, invite the elders to lay hands, anoint with oil, pray the prayer of faith, and they shall recover or be healed. So you don't stop praying. But you, you do learn to start changing the way you pray. Because I don't pray and ask God anymore to do what I'd already asked and been prayed over a thousand times. Now I walk around declaring the word of the Lord. I walk around and use whatever. Take the Bible, open it up, pick your favorite scriptures, start declaring those. You can Google, listen to this, man, there are some things I just love about 2022. You can Google 101 healing scriptures. You can Google it. Don't do it right now. I see some of y'all picking up your phones. 101 healing scriptures. And I printed it out right off, right off the internet. 101 scriptures that somebody took credit for, their names on the top of it. I, I was thinking, you know what? I would just say, God said. But somebody took credit for it. 101 scriptures. And every day I walk around and have four sheets of paper. And I just, sometimes I read them all, confess them all. Sometimes I do a few on each side of the sheet. But what am I, what are you confessing, Pastor? What God already said about what I'm going through. 2,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, an eternity ago. His word in your situation. You prayed, you've asked. Now you got to learn how to begin to make declarations of faith. That what God said, he can't lie. He can't lie. So whatever he said, whatever he declared, you just begin to speak it as though it already was. Because in the spirit realm, it already is. And you proclaim it. You declare it. You confess it. You speak 
the Word of God. John 15, 10 says, if, if you keep my word or my commandments, guess what? You will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in his love. I got to go all the way down. I'm not even going to get to preach my message, but I, I got to give you this. Four steps. I preached this about a year and a half ago here, and I went back and dug these notes out of it. Four steps to developing a godly imagination, a, an imagination where you begin to see those things in the spirit realm that God has declared. You see it. You don't see it in the natural. You see it in the spirit realm because God said it. God spoke it. Four things. Number one is see it by faith. When, when that doctor spoke to Suzanne and I in that room and said, you have an incurable disease called multiple myeloma, I didn't even, I'd never heard the word multiple myeloma in my life. I knew what incurable was. And my first thought was, I reject that. I didn't get in the doctor's face and say, don't speak that over me. No, he was giving me medical facts. But in my spirit, Suzanne and I, we were rejecting that. Now, it might be incurable for you, but not incurable for God. It might be incurable for, for modern medicine, but not for God. So you speak it. You got to see it first. Secondly, you got to believe it through faith. You got to believe it. You got to set your heart. Some of you today, as Kristen sings this song in Jesus' name, it's really a prophetic promise, a prophetic request. And, and you, need, you need to acknowledge and confess that if there are things you're believing God for in your marriage, in your family, in your relationships, in your healing, in your finances, and you would readily admit only to yourself that you, no matter what you say in your heart, you're struggling to believe. You have to ask God, Father, help my unbelief. Confess it, acknowledge it. I don't want my unbelief to get in the way of what Father wants to do in my life. Because you know what? He wants to be glorified. Amen? He wants to be glorified. And when he's glorified by answering your prayer, guess what? You get the benefit of it. You get the benefit of the promise of God. Y'all awake in here this morning? The promises are yes and amen. Number three, you got to learn to speak it. You ever come out to my neighborhood in the morning or in the evening, more than likely there's a good chance you're going to see me walking up and down the road. And unless I'm with my wife, I'm speaking the Word of God. Speaking to myself. No doubt. I mean, there are times when pains come. I mean, anybody in here ever get pains in your body, just like unidentifiable pains? Well, I've had one for, for about a month, and the doctor, after they did my checkup three weeks ago, ran all kinds of tests, MRIs, PET scans, CAT scans, uh, blood work, uh, bone marrow biopsy, everything. They, 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 they marked it all clear. There's nothing. And, and so, but my doctor was a little concerned because he, he said, now, what is that pain like? I said, it's like a, and, and my wife laughed at me because she said, honey, you've never been stabbed. You got to start, tell, stop telling people it feels like you got stabbed. You don't know what it's like to get stabbed. <laughs> it feels like what I imagined with my imagination, the pain would feel like if you stuck an ice pick up my back, up under my rib cage. And it just comes out of nowhere. I can go play 18 holes of golf and never have a pain. And then go to get in my truck and it's like, oh my goodness. And I got sick and tired of that. Oh my goodness. 
So I just started declaring, speaking the word over it. That's a lie from hell. That is not, that is not cancer. That's not some other disease. That's not this or that. I just began to speak to it. You say, well, is it completely gone yet? It was until the last one came. <laughs> See, I'm not as spiritual as some of y'all. I still have to deal with it. But every time it does, I don't run to the medicine cabinet to grab some more pain meds. Every once in a while, I'll take one. Don't put your religiosity on me. It's 2022. I'm not going to walk around just living in pain. Jesus, show up. Sometimes it's wicked. And you do what you have to do so that you can keep on confessing, declaring, and walking the Word of God. You keep speaking it. You keep declaring it until the fourth point, you receive it. You receive it because of your faith. You receive it because of your faith. The imagination that God has given us. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the universe was created by the Word of God. Listen to this. So that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. I don't have time to preach the rest of this message today, but hear me. There is power in your words. There is power in your words. There is some dunamis in your words. There is some amazing things that happen when we get our tongue right and it begins to confess God's Word over our Word. There was nothing but darkness and God imagined a world and then God spoke and the world was formed. The same Word that God spoke and the same power by which He spoke lives in you and I. Amen to four of us. Powerful. When we can learn to get that tongue under control and begin to speak what God says. The Word will begin to change our life. Spiritual, supernatural, imagination. So I ask today, what is God saying to you? What's, say, what's He saying to your spirit today? What need do you have today in your life? Is it a physical need? Is it an emotional need, a financial need, a relational need, a marital need? God wants to show himself mighty in our lives. I want to ask you not to move around anymore. If you can, please just sit still. Close those doors in the back. And I want you to listen to this song as the worship team comes out. You can close your eyes or keep them open. The words are going to be on the screen. The, the music is wonderful, and this worship team is going to do a powerful job. But what's most important is I want you to listen to these words. Stay seated and allow Holy Spirit just to begin to stir some faith in you today. Because I believe that when you walk out of here today, you can walk out of here in victory. You can walk out of here today experiencing something significant that's taking place in your life. So listen to this song as these guys sing.
podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.